Hi, everyone. Welcome to the, technically, the second episode of The Gibbering Table. At least for now, that's what we're calling us. My name is Justin. JD. Trey. Scott. And Chris. And today's episode, we're just going to kind of talk about who we are, uh, what we want to do with this podcast, and what our gaming experience is. Chris, you want to go first? Sure. I don't mind going first. Um, well, let's see here. I got into... <laughs> actually, I was introduced to role-playing in general probably sometime in like the early 80s. And the very first book I saw, I remember it being like a half-page book, which is technically the chainmail stuff nowadays, which was being called D&D because they were just coming out with the first second edition books or something at that time. But my buddy John Barber, his aunt, he had a cool aunt. And she she was, you know, older, a lot older than us. She must have been like 27 at the time. <laughs> Which nowadays, looking back at that, I'm like, oh my word, that's so young. But yeah, she showed him how to play D&D. He came home that weekend because he was like 12? No, 10. I was like 12. I was the old guy in the group back then. So he showed us how to play it. And it was your very typical, like, I'm an elf, so I can use a sword, and I can cast a spell. And look, I made up a new character. He's all in black, and I'm going to give him a cool name like the Death Dealer. That was like my very first introduction into D&D, and at that point, I was hooked. I was like, holy crap. So I think John was pretty smart in the fact that he knew I liked telling stories and liked doing stuff like that, and I could like catch everyone's attention so between jacob john and my brother adam that was pretty much what we did for that summer on <laughs> it was pretty much john was like all right here's the basics of it he ran one or two little dungeons where he fought like a troll or you know some sort of monster and then from that point on he's like all right chris think of something and we're gonna like kill it and you get to tell all the stories and oddly enough that i liked it it worked out good so from then on i pretty much just was like making up games and Trying to kill my friends with monsters, you know, so actually making a character to play in a game was probably not my, not the thing I did for the better part of all the time I've been playing. So now looking back at that, that would be the 80s, I was 12, now I'm in my 40s, that gives me 30 some years of playing it, but for the most part of those 30 years, I haven't actually played a character, I've been all the monsters, so... Works well for me, because I don't really DM. I'm happy to play in your world. <laughs> well, I'm actually really happy to DM. I, I just, and after all these years of looking back at it, it's my favorite thing to do. And I don't mind sacrificing a guy every time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd like to say I feel bad when I kill a character, because I understand how nice it is to have a character and what the feel of it, but I don't mind it that much, really. <laughs> it's not too bad. Half the fun is making a new one. Trey, why don't you go next? Um, Well, for me, it was 86. I was, uh, it was eighth grade. I was new to school. I didn't really know anybody, so I hung out in the library. And one day I saw a bunch of people playing a a game on a table. It looked pretty cool. It was a bunch of robots running around shooting each other. It was Battletech. And I started watching. Eventually they invited me in to play. And then from there, they were like, we play D&D on the weekends. You want to come join us? So I did. Uh, This was the AD&D first edition. Uh, My first character was a ranger. Um, I don't remember his name now at this point, but played ever since D&D and all kinds of other games. Pretty much you 
name it, I've played it at least once. My favorite thing to do back then, I think, was more of the just creating new characters. So that's what I did mostly. I like reading all the books and all that. So I've been playing so just about 30 years now, straight up. After a while, I, I put my hand in at game mastering, and I've done that for a while. Uh, I find that a lot of fun, but I prefer being a player. So I will DM if, if people want me to, or if we need it, or if Chris wants to take a break. Uh, I guess my favorite, I mean, I love D&D, but I think my favorite game out there is probably Deadlands, the original. But I'll play anything if somebody wants to run it. That's, that's me. I guess I'll go next. Mine, I started in, I'm trying to think, uh, was I 10 or 12, around that age. Liked fantasy growing up. I watched Conan. Watched a lot of fantasy movies, uh, Sword and Sorcerer and that. And then uh, got, I got into uh, playing D&D with friends. And uh, we were playing AD&D 2nd Edition. After that, I got into playing uh, Vampire the Masquerade and Werewolf Apocalypse. Really liked that. I've enjoyed that. After high school, uh, while I was in the Marines, I ran a couple werewolf campaigns in that. Got home and continued playing with the group. I like playing any of the games as long as I get together with my friends and get a join in i'll play multiple different roles i'll learn some fun new things and fail at a lot of them if i can i trying to learn to dm myself and do my own stories but uh kind of new to it dungeons and dragons was uh probably my favorite out of all the worlds but if i have a fallback it's going to be the uh, original werewolf apocalypse series but on white wolf I just like the world. I like, uh, you know, how dark and gritty it is and how you can have fun interplay plus, uh, you know, the character diversity. You can have uh, different different werewolves fighting each other. But the storylines, that one campaign was just so much fun. It was just off the wall, you know, going back in time, tempting them with other things, just having interesting parties. And that was um, Vampire. I really like playing these characters. I, I probably, out of everyone here, have had the most character deaths. Some have been my own accidents. Others have been uh, along the lines of, uh, what the hell? I wasn't even doing anything and dying. I don't mind. I probably take it better than most and uh, am happy to make a new character that may help the party better that way. Well, so. every group has to have one. Yeah. You know, you know just I, one person that dies all the time. Yeah, melting. You, you suck it up for the rest of us. Yeah, yeah. death happens. <laughs> I just do it creatively. <laughs> JD, um, go ahead. All right. Um, oh, uh, also, that was Scott, yeah. by the way. So, yeah, my name's JD. I think most of my, well, definitely my role-playing gaming experience spawned when I was about 12, 13, uh, when my older brother, Jim, brought home, like, the Palladium books for Robotech. His buddies would play Warhammer Fantasy roleplay as well. So I started getting into that. And then in junior high, definitely started playing D&D. And that's when I started getting into second edition D&D and played with them. And, you know, it's it's what it is in junior high. You know, it's all about combat hitting, you know, all that other fun stuff. Then when I was 15, uh, that's when... <laughs> My sister started role-playing with a group of guys she played with, you know, in high school. And her, she broke up with her boyfriend at the time, who I would usually hang out with on Friday nights. And uh, once they broke up, you know, I had, you know, nothing to do on a Friday night. So she actually invited me over to gaming. And that's where I met Chris and a bunch of the other guys that uh, used to play with us a bunch. And yeah, that sparked 20 that's yeah the last yeah i'm almost 36 you know like i said that was you know 15 and so yeah we've been playing this for like 
21, 22 years, like going strong. Like we barely almost every week, almost every week. And yeah. So out of everyone here, I'm probably the hardest core gamer. Cause I play most video games and stuff competitively. Like at least I try to reach some kind of competitive level. So you'll probably understand that when it comes to role-playing games, I start understanding mechanics and things like that on a competitive level. And I'm not saying I'm like smarter than anyone here on the gaming side of things. You know, this is, that's my jam. That's my, that's my, what I like. (laughs) And since I've been going for a mathematical and computer science major, I now even understand the mechanics even more. So as you'll probably find out, I tend to like to break down different, you know, game mechanics and other things like that. And I also probably tend to piss off the dungeon masters the most, you know, I mean, I may have goaded one dungeon master that he could never kill me for years. You know, Chris might know something about that. Ah, nothing. I've never never heard that before. That's all new to me. <laughs> yep. So the thing is, though, he never did. No, 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 no. Well, because I knew. He, well, if he paid all attention to trying to kill my character, he couldn't have tried to kill you guys. You guys would have killed all his monsters. Like you said, he he loves his monsters. I have proven time and time again. That it's not a try for him. It's just me doing something that I shouldn't have. And then, you know, failing one or two rolls that should have been easy to pass. And then dying horribly. See, you just have the, the, the unique luck of accidentally getting killed all the time. Which is probably the best way to die. It's like, oh, damn. <laughs> Whereas, like... You know, well, then again, the the whole I can't die started off in 4th edition D&D, and forget it talking about additions, that'll come up later, but you really couldn't kill paladins. No. <laughs> no, not at that, like, the 4th ed paladin and then the high-level 5th ed paladin. No, man, just no I, I, can, I can say that's true. 4th four, fourth edition forward, paladins couldn't die. But I know paladin can die because mine's an ice cube refrigerating chilling beers and stuff. Well, that's and still third, gets brought up. That's third edition. Yeah, that yeah. Was, you can kill those. Yeah. Poor guy. And he didn't die. He's an ice cube. That's I've been a hardcore gamer my whole life. Video games, role playing games, everything like that. So it's I don't that's know. why in high school we called you the god of gaming. You'd walk into a store, <laughs> the games would quake seeing you come. I, I know, I know. <laughs> I can I can usually pick up game mechanics pretty well, pretty easy. So Yeah, that's I think that's about the gist of what I got. I'm liking this conversation because I think we've been all been gaming together for so long. We've never really enumerated our gaming experiences. You yeah. Know? So I've never heard the stories of how you guys started. Um, this is Justin. So my gaming experience, my first time I ever played a role-playing game was, I had to have been 93. And uh, my buddy Connor, he said, hey, you want to go down to the comic shop? They they do this thing where you can you can play this game. And I, I think it must have been second edition. But it was a really bastardized version of second edition. It was more like, you, you're a fighter. You roll this dice. You know, and it was it's one of those things where you go and you pay the guy 20 bucks. And he really, he doesn't give a damn at all. You're there, you're like, all right, you walk down the corridor. Yeah, you roll this dice. You hit the thing. You kill it. Yeah, good job. Yeah, now your turn. You know. It was it was kind of like that, but despite the lackluster DMing, I loved the shit out of it. It was great, you know. In my head, it was something much bigger than what was happening on the table. But despite how much I enjoyed it, I didn't do anything like it again until I was 18. You know, so for about five years, I didn't play any any role playing games beyond what we all play outside with our buddies. You know, here's my fake gun. Right, now right. we're all 
I have a gun, but for some reason I'm a ninja. Yeah. You know, that's that's the kind of games. I I think it was us in high school that revitalized your... It was. So it was senior year in high school, and we played Vampire. Yep. I think it was Bunny. Was it Bunny around that game? It was Bunny that was running the game. And uh, let's see here. We had um, the bull incident with the the prostitute. Yes, there was the bull. It was uh, it was um, a very entertaining game for it, me. It I, was. Uh, it was. Uh, we 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 killed one guy in our party right off the bat, accidentally. Well, so my my very next role playing experience is I beat my pet bull with a dead prostitute. So it had that that goes to show you how. Uh, how how much fun I have when I step into oh, to yeah. a game, even the right off the bat. No, that 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 was a, a hilarious night. I don't think anyone was prepared to see you <laughs> do that. We, we you got sent into torpor by by the bull, and we pulled you off and got a prostitute to feed you, and then you proceeded to punish the bull for reacting to the attack. <laughs> Yeah, users of the club. Yeah, whatever comes to hand, you know. No. So anyway, yeah. After we played off and on through high school, we didn't play a lot. No. Um, and we then, did a lot of Magic: The Gathering. Yeah. Then kind of went our separate ways after high school. Yeah, but yeah. then uh, started playing with Scott again in in California. Yeah. When we were and that's where I kind of got into Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. I yeah. That's that's where I really started playing. Had a couple other GMs. First time I played Third Edition was out there. You know, played off and on through that. And then after getting out of the Marine Corps, coming back from California started playing with Trey and Scott and JD and for what two years two years it was just the four of us yeah and then then Chris showed up and a couple other guys who aren't here tonight who uh, play with us fairly regularly and been doing that for 13 years most weekends I love it every every weekend I mean yeah one thing I'd Every time I bring up with anyone who's in nerd culture, they are shocked and amazed of our annual event we call Geek End. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we, as gamers, you know, just to get away from everything, we developed a weekend where we would just go rent a cabin in the mountains and role play, play D&D all weekend, because that was the good old times as a kid. Why not do it as an adult? You know, can't do it all the time, but once a year, an amazing time. So. And good food, too. For four days straight. Yeah, Chris was saying when he was a kid, they played every day for an entire summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and we miss that kind of thing being adults now. So we take a weekend to do that for oh, yeah. old time's sake. Well, as a kid, you uh, you all had lots of time, you know, and you're basically looking for a way to fill it or do something with it. Now as an adult, we've got so many things to do that you actually have to plan like a vacation to get away to play games. <laughs> so it's like before we did it just as a way to kill some time. Now we have to make time. It's, I, it's really nice. It's super useful. I mean, it's it's one of those things that I forget how much you look forward to it, too, until you're, like, looking forward to it. <laughs> it's like, oh, crap, yeah, I got to do that this weekend. And I, I know from my perspective, I'm always like, okay, I got to try and think of something that I can do for, like, four days straight and try and think of where they might go later when this happens, which... If you, you know, we all DM'd something at some point in time and you can plan for 10 things and they will always do 11. <laughs> so for like the geek and stuff is always kind of interesting just because it's like trying to put something together that will last four days. And if not, you know, like taking like an extra hour or something when everyone's like making dinner going, okay, I need a new monster here. I need something over here. And why, why, why would they go for this? Because of that, maybe. Maybe this. Okay. So it's fun. It's actually really fun. I mean, I, I got to say I, I, I enjoy that a little bit more after being, you know, 
having like responsibilities and stuff and not not that DMing is a, a responsibility but it's like it can be yeah I guess it can be you know I mean if if it's not fun then well then I've failed somehow because <laughs> that's one thing that I, I was uh, that's a whole different topic about DMing but basically as a DM the one thing you can't do as a DM is you can't win oh god you're not no. supposed to you know you're so, the only way you win is if everybody at the end of the night is like dude that was awesome I had a great time it's like then you won. Because if your monster wins, then you've killed Scott. That's basically <laughs> what it's come down to. You know? yeah, that's Which in, a, in its own way is fun. You know? <laughs> uh, it's kind of fun. But yeah, you know, I would, I would like to try and kill you all the time without actually killing you. Except for Scott. We have three GMs here at our table, and I think every one of them has killed Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! To be fair, Scott's killed me too. So, well, Mike, Mike killed you. Mike killed me. Yeah. I know Chris yeah. has killed you. Chris has killed me. Yeah. Trey, have you killed Scott? Trey has not killed me. I have to work uh, on that after I'm done getting my bachelor in computer no. science. Did you die nope. in that's a lie. That's that, that's a lie. I didn't die in Gamma World, but uh, who was running the uh, what was it? The 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 Warhammer World. That Mike. was me. Or no? Yeah, Trey. Trey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trey. Warhammer, Warhammer my, Fantasy. Yeah, Warhammer Fantasy. Yeah, that was Trey. Yeah, yeah. My Troll Slayer obviously that's couldn't die. The worst so, Troll Slayer ever. I mean, <laughs> he, he just couldn't die no matter what, and he not only that. But he was also the best diplomat of the group. The only one that shouldn't be able to do diplomacy did it most of the time. I, I had him leave the party, and then I made a knight. And the first combat that knight got into was decapitated. So, yes, Trey has killed Oops. me. Yeah, you have killed him. I remember yeah. that now. Yeah. After I'm done with school, I fully intend... I want to actually work on being like a DM. And actually, I want to do the Magic the Gathering 5th edition modules. And I oh. want to run you guys through that stuff. So, don't worry. I have full intention of killing you scott it's all good it's not a hard feat keeping me alive that's the trick i yeah. still think you would be a good dm for any of the 40k games i i actually want to do that too it's just it's just i mean as we'll probably get into more dungeon mastering arguments like or you know conversations um it's just i mean right now i'm going for a bachelor's of computer science and it's just so time consuming to do homework and then try to think about a story so yes i totally want to do that too as soon as i'm like i only got about two years left so well i'm hoping i'm hoping that uh soon i'll get um at work i off and on i've been building my one campaign and i hope to eventually run you guys through it and see how you do thank you it's if chris ever wants to take a break and he wants to play a character you know i'll, I'll do that i've got at least one th levels one through five i think kind of mapped out for you guys in this world but it's still wor a work in progress i mean i'm not i'm not ever gonna say i'm the best dm and i have had times to just want to grab one character that's pissing me off <laughs> <laughs> cough cough kitty <laughs> cough, cough. <laughs> yeah 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 anti-magic tentacle demons are a thing Hey, <laughs> you guys did defeat now, it. Now that's a whole <laughs> podcast in itself, yes. the anti-magical tentacle demon. <laughs> that thing will never die. We love that thing. It's that's a that's a and it loves hours you. of talking. We need a rematch. It, it, yeah, it's, need. it's the best monster. It's the best common monster you'll ever find. As long as you don't have to get on an airship to fight it. There was no airship. You yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, to this day, I mean, until we got this most recent campaign, we've never been on an airship before. So I don't know what you're talking. This is a brand new experience. <laughs> an airship. You guys flew into a whole uh, underground world of the undead last time to fight like a zombie giant thing. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's it's pretty standard. You fly your airship to fight the giant undead zombie giant 
Colossus, you know. The the best of it all though was um, from that last campaign was still our undead mounts. Never had oh, to feed him. Never had to I worry tell about him. To do you to know, do that again, that was uh, a a thing that I was like didn't quite foresee that one turning out quite as <laughs> fantastic as it was. It was great. All right. As, as you can hear, we uh, we have lots of um, like stories to tell about previous campaigns that we will definitely be sharing in other podcasts. Yeah, we definitely have fun tales to tell. Lots of history, and we are apparently good at rambling yeah. and going off on tangents. But to bring it back to the geek end that we were talking yeah. about before we went off. So Chris has been our GM for those. I think we've we've done it seven times now. Yep, I think we're at seven. Now. And yep. Chris has been our GM for all but one. Correct. Yep. It's fun. It's I a really lot of work. Enjoy it. It is a, it's a bit of work, but it's a lot of fun. It's a good time. The funny thing is, most of those have been the same campaign. Yeah, it was. That was the it thing. was one campaign. It was one big campaign that lasted. They all not have just Geekend, but sometimes like chunks be- between Geekends and before Geekend started, it was several years yep. of the same campaign. It crossed editions of D and D. We went from fourth to fifth. Oh, that was that was a nightmare yeah, converting that over. Well, we made some mistakes, but again, that's another uh, that's a podcast topic. The uh, <laughs> mistakes you can you can make when you don't fully understand the new rules that are coming out. No five slots. Who knew that was a thing? <laughs> yeah, and letting everyone fun. pick not not only like five having five slots, but having them all be legendaries or some version of it or something some weird creation that we had made along the way. It's like, oh yeah, sure you can have one of these things. Whoops. Oh well. Well, but it worked out pretty good. It, it just made it just uh it just fell in the Johnson's constant rant. <laughs> I can't <laughs> kill him. I couldn't kill most of you <laughs> without killing all of you at the same time, kind of thing. Yeah, I still had to give up the biggest sacrifice yet again at oh. the end of the campaign. We'll that save hurt. that one for another time. But that was that's a good one. That that's that's a wish gone well gone well. It worked out well. Well. I think we've probably rambled enough for an introductory podcast. Well, if you are listening, thanks for listening. This is Justin. This is JD. This is Scott. Trey. And this is Chris. Thanks for listening. Should we say, may the Schwartz be with you?